We're back on the Accidental Farmer, live from Sunny Side Up Farm, beautiful central Maine. This time I've convinced Nico to join me, finally. It's been one podcast. Well, yeah, but it was a fight to get you on here. I don't like talking. So I was told not to ask stupid questions like, how was your day? <laughs> so I won't. But yesterday, I kind of gave an intro, how we got here and... I guess kind of a loose plan, or not not even a loose plan, just how we got here and what's going on at the moment. You did point out that I neglected to mention a couple of other things. The quail, we have quail. We have quail that are two months old-ish. And we've got a bunch of button quail eggs ready to hatch, or getting ready to hatch, which are supposed to be... Like the size of a bumblebee, apparently. Let's talk about the six chickens that you went out tractor supply and bought yesterday. That's chicken math. Mm-hmm. We already have a bunch of chickens. What, what's six more? They're tiny. And then you also pointed out that I neglected to mention the garden. Uh, so we, we definitely need to talk about the garden. Yes, we do. So this will be our third year with the garden. The first year... I rented a rototiller. And broke it. I bent it. Broke it. I bent it. <clears throat> it wasn't ours, it was rented. Swapped a couple <laughs> of times around, uh, straightened out a couple with the sledgehammer. It went back in working condition. <laughs> Ended up buying a rototiller after that. But uh, So the first year, you think the garden didn't go so well. It didn't. We got like four tomatoes because the ground was thoroughly abused. Yeah, it hadn't really been worked before for a garden. Um, it, we actually dug a lot of trash and junk out of the lawn as we were rototilling and planting. Um, second year, actually the end of that year, I bought a rototiller, right? Mm-hmm. And then we tilled everything again going into the fall. Um, last year, opened it up three or four more rows wider, probably... 10 feet longer um rocks there are a lot of rocks around here bent my own tines on my own rototiller this time but lots of rocks did the whole composted horse manure thing um the soil's kind of clay trying to break that up with the organic matter I guess they call it it's poop it's poop, but organic <laughs> matter sounds better, okay? It's kind of like the, the barnyard mixed chicken thing. They're mutts. You take two chickens that aren't the same species, you mix them together, they're mutts. But barnyard mix sounds better, so I'm going to go with organic matter. Okay. So we did the organic matter in the, the garden last year, and things grew. Lots of things grew. What grew, honey? Tomatoes. And weeds. Oh, so many weeds. Lots of weeds. Yeah. We did a lot of weeding, um, and we lost the battle still. Oh, yeah. Tons of weeds. No, because by the time I got a quarter of the way done, I had to start over. (laughs) So this year, um, you're going to do the raised bed thing. Mm -hmm. With uh, pallets. With pallets. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Hopefully that'll keep the chickens from digging everything up too. Yeah, well, um, they're the, dirt bathing. The chickens and the ducks really liked playing in the garden last year. Um, we got lots of landscape fabric, mm-hmm. so we're gonna try and roll that out. The things that do go in the garden, uh, keep the weeds down that way. And then hopefully this time we grow actual stuff instead of lots of weeds. Well, the benefit with pallet growing is you can get them in the ground earlier because you don't have to wait for everything to dry up like we normally have to do. Which the the last couple of years here, it's been... Late June. Late June before we could get anything in the ground. Just the Which the means only here, one harvest. The ground here is so wet that I'm rototilling mud. Um, so I at some point need to work on some drainage out there too. Let's talk about the winter rye. So, <laughs> so we were supposed to plant winter rye. Um... You used to do that in your raised beds at the other house, mm-hmm. which worked really well. Mm-hmm. So we got the winter rye this year, and it didn't really quite happen. No, because as I was throwing it out, the turkeys were eating it behind me. <laughs> so something we didn't really take into account. Um, with the mud this year, we're going to have to plant some grass. We're going to have to try and figure out how to keep all the birds from eating the grass seed, too. Um not quite sure how we're going to do that. Thinking maybe you had seen a thing, someone was growing was it sunflowers. They cut a bunch of holes in a kiddie pool and put it upside down over it so the birds couldn't get to it. I think we might be able to do the same thing with some plastic sheeting just to get the grass growing at least. Um, but yeah, the the winter eye this year we definitely need to, to try to actually do. It was kind of funny though because as I'm throwing it and I'm looking behind me, they're eating it as I'm throwing it. They need to eat too, and I mean. But they could have waited till it sprouted. Yeah, yeah, they could have. Something I noticed, and I, it kind of caught me by surprise when I was rototilling. I expected the chickens to be the ones down in there grabbing worms. It was the ducks. Mm. The ducks went crazy in the garden with the the worms. And the frogs. <laughs> that was awful. So our neighbor um, gave us a landscape pond when they moved out. They sold the house and gave us a really nice landscape pond. It's 150 gallons maybe. So I spent a couple of days digging a hole, burying it in the ground. And some frogs started hanging out around it. And Nico was watching the ducks one day, and <laughs> there was this little frog. And the duck grabbed the frog and swallowed it whole down the hatch. Oh. And she's still traumatized, if I you can't am. tell. I, I They eat everything, so why not a frog? I, I guess I hadn't given it any thought, and I wasn't overly surprised when it happened, but you were just horrified. That was terrible. So... <laughs> The raised beds on the pallets, try and do the landscape fabric. Um, Burn the berry bushes. Yeah. Because we have blackberries, and blackberries are... Chickens don't even like the blackberries. We've, we've got some good blackberry bushes, but it's just a lot of work. It's with the, too much. the blackberries, if she wants to make jam or anything, it's just full of seeds, and let's be honest, nobody likes that. No. Try and get those burned. We want to get some blueberries in. We had some that... In the ducks! That the, the ducks absolutely ravaged. Um, I had some 
other trees that we planted, um, some mini lilacs that the ducks ate. Apparently, the ducks are much like goats in that they'll eat anything they want. So, we're going to try and plant the, the berries somewhere else where the ducks aren't going to get to them. Hopefully get some blueberries going again this year. Um, we had a grape vine that was going. The ducks. The, the ducks murdered. The, the other thing about ducks that I didn't realize until we got them, never gave it a thought, and we're going to blame the ducks on Willow because when we got chickens, <laughs> she had to have big white fluffy ducks. <laughs> so Willow is Nico's youngest daughter. So when we got the, the first chickens, we got ducks. They were massive. They were jumbo pecans. They were just, they were big ducks. Ducks like to drill holes in the ground. If they find a spot with water, they get their little beak down there and they just start to chew the ground. And they dig holes worse than anything I've ever seen. So you go out there and it, there's just, there's holes all over the place little two-inch holes, nice and round, but two, three inches deep. Ducks destroy everything. Mm. I didn't know it when we got ducks. They are destructive little shit cannons. You should have seen our bathroom before we got them outside. Anybody that <laughs> has owned ducks before knows what I mean. Ducks' digestive systems, apparently from beak to butt, is 15 minutes, I think we read. Yeah, something so it's constant it's in and out constantly we ended up when we had our first big batch um, putting them in the the tub in the spare bathroom because once a day we would have to hose the tub down because they're just they're disgusting little shit (laughs) and the duck owners out there listening will appreciate that so the ducks yeah they'll destroy everything and they actually, they can come down with something called barnyard disease. Apparently, they're much like crows. They see shiny stuff. They grab it. Crows don't eat it. Ducks do. It's a problem. So, again, much like goats, they'll eat anything. So that's the ducks. That's the garden. The quail, we kind of picked up um, on a whim. Weren't really expecting quail... We talked about quail and then saw a thing about button quail eggs and they're the size of bumblebees when they hatched. So we thought it'd be a good idea to get some quail eggs. Why not? Uh, ordered some. <laughs> it was a, a wait period, as with any other hatching eggs this year. It, it's been an insane year for chicks and eggs. And in the meantime, uh, we found a lady selling some Katornix quail chicks um, about a half an hour from here. And picked up seven of those uh, along with some Americana chicks. Well, I wasn't expecting how tiny these quail were going to be. Even the the Katornix quail, they're so tiny. Like, ridiculously tiny. Check out our firm page for pictures. (laughs) (laughs) But they were so tiny, it was scary to even pick them up. I mean, they were half the size of the bantam chicks that we're used to handling and these button quail are going to be even smaller so it's 
I don't even know what we're going to do with them. It's just it's scary to think how tiny they're going to be. But <laughs> so quail have a really big body and apparently a very <laughs> tiny head. It just it looks so out of proportion. They're better now. <laughs> they have grown into their well, I guess their heads have grown to meet their bodies now. Almost, yeah. Um, but they look ridiculous initially. It's just this teeny, teeny little head and a great big fat body. Um, we've brought in some... We've brought the forest to them a couple of times. Um, some pine and fir boughs. Put that in the cage that they're in right now. They're still in the house. It's We're kind of scared to put them outside just because it's still cold around here at night. Even the last few days we've had have been chilly, but... Chilly? I'm 30. Okay, it's... <laughs> it's been chilly for me. Anything below 70 is downright freezing for Nico, so... <laughs> but the the quail, um, they're kind of inquisitive, but they don't like to be picked up. No. Um, they like to jump. They are throwing themselves against the side of the cage that they're in now. One of the guys that I work with warned us that quail are homicidal and suicidal. <laughs> so we are expecting that at some point. Right now, we're lucky. Um, but they're a fun little bird. Yeah. And when we went to auction for chickens and came home with the goats... That was an accident. My hand <laughs> just kept going up. I didn't mean to. So, so <laughs> when we went to the auction... I, I think I mentioned this the last episode. We went looking for chickens. And as we walk into the auction hall, first thing we see is a pen full of baby goats. We've talked about getting goats. And I was expecting to get goats. But I was expecting to be ready for goats. Um, a pen. Maybe, maybe a goat house. you know, Some food. Some, <laughs> yeah, some, some food. Yeah. Um, a water dish. Everything. I was expecting <laughs> to be fully ready for this, but as is the case with what seems like pretty much everything we do, yeah. we just kind of winged it. Um, so the birds went up for auction. There was nothing that we bought. And then it came time for the goats. And we hemmed and hawed, and we had already decided, okay, if we're going to bid on goats, we had two picked out. 808 and 809. So, kind of a special thing there. Um, where I work, we all have radio call numbers, and they all start with 80-whatever. Um, at one point in my career, I was 809. At one point in my career, I was 808. So, we kind of had our hearts set on those two. And they couldn't for, be separated. For different reasons. I, I had my reasons, Nico had hers. But those two were attached at the hip in the, the pen. So the first one comes up, and Nico starts bidding, and her hand goes up, and then it goes up again, and a third, (laughs) maybe a fourth time. I don't remember when she finally got the gavel, but she got her goat, and it was what I assumed was a reasonable price for a goat. I don't know. I heard last year they are going for $150 apiece. So I, okay. So, being our first trip to the auction, first time bidding on anything, winning anything, we were both kind of in awe, shocked, whatever you want to call it. Uh, The auctioneer asked if we wanted a second one, 
and we kind of froze and I finally said uh, no and then I realized we need the other goat I should have said yes so she opens the bidding again at a lower price than what Nico won her goat at and I start bidding and someone else starts bidding I ended up paying two fifty more for my goat two dollars and fifty cents not two fifty but we got our goats <laughs> and then we had to figure out how to get them home <laughs> because we brought my car to the auction again not prepared <laughs> yeah yeah had a carrier for chickens uh, <laughs> a tiny cat carrier and these are tiny goats but they were not fitting in the cat carrier so race back home get the bigger carrier throw that in Nico's Jeep and back to the auction to go collect our goats um, they don't care for us still. They are uh, getting better. They're, they are getting better. Um, they responded to me when I got home today. So. I, I realized it was kind of new for them. Traumatic, I'm sure. Um, but the, the first night home, they spent in a dog crate in our living room. Thankfully, they slept instead of they were so good. cried the whole time. They were so good. Um, the next day, I spent splitting the duck house in half so the goats had somewhere <laughs> to live. Um, I I posted a picture yesterday, the day before, on our Facebook page that uh, one of our hen ducks marched herself into the goat house and plopped down in the shavings beside him. Decided she was going to set up shop. I figured she was going to lay an egg in there, but we didn't find anything. And then tonight when I went to put them all in... All the ducks marched into their house, except for that same hen. She went running over to the goat house and made herself right at home again. She, uh, I had to evict her and put her back in with the ducks, but she was quite happy over there with the goats. So she's got a buddy over there. Well, what I like is we can monitor them all day through our phones, because we have the cameras on them. It is nice. Nico always gives me crap about my technology and how much I love my technology. Yes, I, because I'm 45, but I'm really 95. You're an old soul, for sure. I don't like anything but paper and pen. But. I, I set up a couple of cameras out there um, so we can monitor the, the goats during the day and the ducks. And it is kind of nice just to peek in and keep an eye on them. And we talk to them from work. And Everybody I work with talks to them. <laughs> they've become this, this sensation at work. They're, they're Nico's work mascots now. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. But, uh... Have you told them their names? I have I have not told them their names yet. Um, Are you afraid not to make a political statement? <laughs> I'm, there are goats. It's our podcast. We can say whatever <laughs> oh, we okay. want. So, those of you that aren't real familiar with talk radio, when... Rush Limbaugh passed away. Um, a couple of guys named Buck Sexton and Clay Travis took over for him. And we were throwing around ideas for goats. And just out of the blue, it kind of struck me. Clay and Buck. So our, our goats are now Clay and Buck after Buck Sexton and Clay Travis. Uh, I posted a couple of pictures on Twitter and tagged him in it. I haven't heard anything back from them yet. Uh, hopefully they'll see see those pictures at some point and maybe make our goats famous. That would be fun. More so than the uh, local fame they found. <laughs>
So anyway, that's just kind of a brief intro with Nico. Get you guys caught up to speed with her. And a little bit more of what's going on. The stuff that I forgot yesterday. Gotta so, let them know that they can watch the babies. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> more of my technology. Mm. I set up a live webcam uh, in the brooder that we have. We've got 45 or so chicks. Oh, it's close to 50 because you got six yesterday. Chicken math. It's a thing. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, chicken math is when you get chickens. And then you get more chickens because what's a few more chickens? And then you see more chickens and you just have to have those chickens because what's a few more chickens? And then you turn around and you, you 200 have chickens. 200 chickens. Yeah. So chicken math is really a thing. Again, those of you that don't know, if you ever hear the phrase chicken math, that's what it means. What's a few more chickens? Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll post the link for uh, the webcam. So you guys can pop in. I try and keep it running as li- uh, running live as much as I can. Um, so check that out. Comment. And uh, let us know what you think about that. But We'll have the new babies over there in like a week. Yeah, we've got some. That, uh, the ones we picked up yesterday are, are a little bit small. So they're on the, the side with the bantams just till they get their legs under them. And check the incubator tonight. I was getting ready to shuffle thing, some things around and clean that up a little bit. And we've got a bunch more that have started to hatch. So within the next uh, day or two, hopefully some more chickens. Because, you know, what's a few more chickens? Mm-hmm. Like our Facebook page <laughs> and you'll be able to see them. So that's about it for this evening. Getting the wrap-up signal from Nico. Apparently there's more chores to do around the house. I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm tired. <laughs> well, I have to get up at 4.30 tomorrow, too. We're both working. So, like I said, that's the wrap-up tonight. Just uh, wanted to get Nico on here finally. As much as she hated to do it, I dragged her kicking and screaming. That's uncalled for. <laughs> they can't see me. No, they can't. <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in to The Accidental Farmer, live here from Sunnyside Up Farm in beautiful central Maine. For now, this is Casey and Nico saying goodnight. <laughs>